Welcome to the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Martha. And our mission is to connect the past and the present Nikki Mom by celebrating our stories and what our babies have overcome. Whether your NICU journey was 50 years ago or whether you find yourself in the NICU today, we hope that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. Hi, mamas, and welcome back to the Dear NICU Mama podcast. It's your host, Martha and... Ashley and Martha, I have to say, when you're losing your voice, you really get this like smoky deepness really to it. To it, thank <laughs> you. Uh, um, what happened was stress and allergies. Oh, and what it's, a, it's a winning combination. It's a really good combination. I just, I feel like I, I either sound like a jazz singer or like Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> like there's nothing in between. It's awful. Anyway, uh, well, ladies um, and listeners, all people, we are so glad to have you here this week. Um, as you know, we sometimes have the opportunity of interviewing NICU mamas about their journey or interviewing experts about the NICU and postpartum things. But today we have a super duper 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 special guest because it's not a mama at all. It's a papa. It's a dear <laughs> NICU papa. A dada. A <laughs> dada. Um, and he actually happens to be husband to uh, Vilma, uh, a member of the Dear Nikki Mama leadership team. So welcome, Jose. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Jose, we all fell in love with you the moment that your wife talked about you so fondly in all of our girls' night outs. And yep. also like when you would just kind of like peep and say hi and then like you get out. Background <laughs> all of you were like, we fell in love with you instantly. So it's so fun to have you here. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, you, we uh, admire you and Vilma as a team and as parents so much. So mm-hmm. um, I think you came to our minds naturally when we were thinking about doing something special for, for Father's Day and, and uh, for this time. Well, thank you. I, I really do appreciate that. It's, it's funny. Uh, you know, I always see Vilma on the podcast and on the, you know, uh, the girls' night out and things like that. So it's it's kind of uh, interesting to be on the other side of the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think that you would be on a NICU podcast for moms? Um, <laughs> you know, at some point, I knew that my wife was going to ask me to participate. So, uh, so, uh, so uh, you know, I, I didn't know. I didn't know when, but I knew it was only a matter of time. When, where, what was undetermined. But yeah, we're so glad to have you. Uh, so I think a lot of people have heard Velma's episode, uh, episodes. I think it was two. And she's been mm-hmm. on a couple others as well. And she shared a lot about the journey, uh, your journey in pregnancy and delivery and, and NICU and life afterwards with Bradley. Uh, and Bradley is delicious. so yummy, delicious. Yes. Yep. Yeah, he's perfect. Um, So we definitely encourage listeners, go back and listen to Vilma's episodes as well, because his journey is so wonderful. And she spends so much time digging into all the different elements of the story. Um, And it'll, it would be great to kind of hear your kind of counterpart uh, perspective in comparison to hers. So um, tell us a bit about, about who you are and, and your family. Oh wow! So you know, it's, I mean, that's kind of a big question. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a huge question. You know, so um, you know, I, I was born and raised here in Miami, and you know, uh, growing up in Miami with pretty much all my family here, you know, it's 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 kind of hard not to be a, a family person, and you know, coming up from like my upbringing, that's that's really like what it was all about. You know, family was really everything, and you know, uh, Miami's a, a melting pot of people. You know, we have, we have a lot of different, a lot of diversity and, you know, it's, it's interesting because I never thought that I was going to get married, 
you know, until I was like maybe mid thirties, I was like, man, this is, you know, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do this, 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 this. So anyways, you know, Vilma and I meet many years ago, 12, I think we're going to 100 years ago. Yeah. 20 years old. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's interesting when you, you know, you find somebody to, to start a family with and it's, you know, it, it took us some time, you know, we, we really enjoyed each other for many, 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 many years. Um, you know, we really just like her and I are very similar in many ways, you know, and we're very much like about our work and like, you know, being successful and career oriented and things like that. So, um, you know, when Bradley came around, it was like, a complete 180 and nothing else mattered. And, you know, that, <laughs> that, that whole family thing that you were raised with, you know, just kind of transcends now into your family that you're building, you know, so it's really interesting how you kind of, you know, like just manifest that and, you know, take that from one page to the next into the next into the next. But, um, you know, I would say that I'm a pretty humble, easygoing guy, you know, but, uh, yeah. I'm a damn hard worker and, you know, I, yeah. I, I like to say I don't take BS from anybody. My wife would say this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I always, I always try to do it in a nice way, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think you and I can tell why you and Vilma are drawn to each other in some way, so many ways, because you're both the same way. Like you're both so strong willed and um, very hardworking. And also, um, when you, you know, I think about the way that you, you know, you work in your life and then also how you are with your family, how you advocate for Bradley. And oh my gosh, it's like, you two are like superheroes, you know, you just step in and you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. You both just immediately stepped up to the plate, which I think is, it's really cool. It's very special to see how partners navigate this. But how did you find out you were going to be a dad? So it's funny because we... We had actually taken a trip to New Orleans with some friends and we, I mean, we, we enjoyed it to the fullest, you know, we, we partied and, you know, we, we came back and we're like, man, we need to do this again, you know? Um, so about, I want to say, wasn't even a month after that, within the next month or so, I had a trip to go to California for work. Um, and literally the night before, um, she's like, Hey, I forgot what exactly she said. Um, she asked what I wanted for dinner, this and that. She told me to pick some stuff up. I got home and she just had a gift for me on the, on the table. Um, and she's like, Oh, I got something for you. Just go ahead and open it up real quick. And boom, pregnancy test. I was like, <sighs> what? Like right now? Like I leave tomorrow. Like, do I cancel this trip? Do I stay here with you? Like, what, what do I need to do? And she's like, no, 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 go. But she's like, I couldn't let you go without telling you. And I'm like, well, you know, now it's, I'm going to be thinking about this the entire time while I'm on this trip. Like this is, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, it was just an amazing, amazing moment because we actually thought that we were pregnant. I think, oh man, I, I'm terrible with timelines. She could tell you like exact dates and whatnot, but they were like, <laughs> before that, you know, we, we thought that we were there and, you know, she's like, oh no, no, I'm not pregnant. And then we ended up, she ended up taking another one that day. Um, and you know, surprise to us, we had a little <laughs> one on the way. Yeah. Oh man. And then. When you get pregnant and you're excited and you've been together for a while, so you know each other really well and you're starting to plan and dream. And how was how was it, the pregnancy for you? I mean, obviously you were not also pregnant, but you know what I mean? How how was it your experience of it? Was there excitement? Was there fear? So Vilma will tell you, I was actually the one that was pregnant. She just carried the baby. <laughs> I had the cravings. I had the backaches. I had the <laughs> nausea. Um, I, I really, really got 
all all the the what do you call them the, the sympathy pains or what is it called yeah sympathy <laughs> symptoms yeah. yeah yeah i got every single one i'll tell you that so um for me it was it was tiring um but honestly the fact that you know through the first 38 weeks five days you know we were i mean coasting in such a beautiful mode like you know we did our pregnancy pictures and you know the puppies were in them and you know like it, it was just such an amazing amazing time and you know just all the love from the family you know expecting Bradley to come um it was a beautiful time it really was you know and the fact that yeah. she was so happy through it you know sometimes I had a hard time keeping up with her and I was like hey, <laughs> all right girl we need to slow down a little bit you're, you're, you're pregos like you're you, you need to you need some rest you know does um, Vilma slow down? I don't know if I've ever seen her slow down. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and it's funny because like she'll like we tell each other the same thing sometimes. Like we just don't slow down, but we only notice it in each other. We never catch it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love that. So the night comes for Bradley to arrive into the world. And so tell us from your perspective what it was like to see your wife go through labor and then have Bradley enter the world. So that, man, I, I remember like it was yesterday. So, you know, being obviously fully transparent here, we, we were, we had a party that day. We were actually, we were about a week out from Bradley um, uh, being here and we had to get together, barbecue with all of our friends, all of our family. Um, you know, it's really like this one last get together before we were, we were on lockdown and we had this baby. We probably weren't going to see or talk to anybody for, for quite a bit. Um but we had a great day. Um, I honestly, I, I, you know, I had my beers that day and I was feeling great at the end of the day. You know, we had some awesome food and, you know, um, Vilma that day, you know, we all enjoyed it. We were with family. I mean, there was really nothing better. Um, and it's funny cause my mom, uh, who lives in the keys, uh, you know, she usually doesn't, you know, come up for, for really anything. Um, and she happened to be here, obviously, you know, for, for, for that day. So, you know, she's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hang out with you guys, you know, after everybody left. Um, we're like, no, mom, it's fine. You could, you could hang out at home. You know, we'll, you know, we'll see you tomorrow. She's like, no, no I'm going to come hang out with you guys. I'm going to come hang out with you guys. Um, and that's right around the time where Vilma was like, man, you know, like I haven't really felt them today. And she just thought it was the excitement of like, Hey, you know, we've been with friends and family and, you know, um, it's really no big deal. And then we started talking about it more and more when my mom got home. And my mom was like, well, if you want to go get checked out, I'll take you. And I was like, are you sure you want to go? I was like, you know, does that mean take a shower and, you know, I'll, I'll get, you know, sobered up real quick and we'll head on out. <laughs> um, so uh, they're like, no, 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 we'll go. We'll go. Don't worry about it. We'll call you. Um, so I was like, all right, let me hop in the shower. Uh, let me drink some water. And my mom took her. You know, they went to the hospital and I was there shortly after. And I hear them talking to the nurses and the nurses tells her, uh, Oh, it sounds like, it, no, she's like, oh, it seems like it's a good day to have a baby today. And mm -hmm. I looked at each other, we're like, wait, what? Like, this is happening right now, like today? Like, no, it can't be. Um, so, of course, we go into, like, full panic when she's like, well, did you grab the baby bag? And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> like, well, you need to go get it. Uh, so we were in this whole back and forth. Obviously, like, this is our first baby. You know, mm -hmm. everything is brand new to us. You know, so we're just mm -hmm. we're rolling with the punches at this point. Um, so I, I left, I had to leave, I had to go get the baby back. So I, I went and then, you know, I, in this like rush of emotions, I thought that I had to put the car seat in like right away. Cause like, I thought, 
that's it. We're in the hospital. He's going to come home. If I don't have the car seat, like I'm, I'm doomed. Like, so I spent, I don't know how much time trying to put this thing in, sweating my butt off in the, in the parking lot, um, managed to do it, get back to the hospital. And they literally just hand me scrubs and say, all right, here, go ahead, put these on and just wait, wait in this room. And I'm like, mm -hmm. wait, what? They're like, yep, we're, we're, we're prepping the operating. We're prepping her in uh, pre-op. And, I'm, and no answers, nothing. They're like, well, the doctor will talk to you now. Um, nobody comes to talk to me. Uh, they just come and they grab me and tell me, okay, they're ready for you. Uh, I go, they take me into the operating room and she's there. She's in the room. Um, there's like maybe 12 people around her. Um, and they're like, all right, dad, have a seat here. Um, so I just remember talking to her and asking her how she was feeling. Um, and I want to say not even – not even 15 minutes went by, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes went by. Um, and they had already, they were ready to go. Um, and they told us, all right, here he comes. And of course I take out my phone and I'm trying to take pictures and I'll never forget the nurses were like, dad, you have to sit down. You have to sit down. And I was like, no, like I, I want to see this. Like I'm, I'm going to mm -hmm. take a picture of my son when he comes out. They're like, no dad, you have to sit down. And I'm like, no, I don't need to sound like dad. We don't have doctors here for you. We can't have you passing out. And I said, I am not passing out. I am standing up to see my son. Okay. And they're like, no, dad, you can't pass. I go, stop telling me I'm going to pass out. Because I will pass out if you tell me. Yeah. So, you know, long story short, I got, I got, I got my pictures, you know, and then obviously that was a very emotional moment when we heard that, that first cry. Cause obviously, you know, we didn't know what was going on with Bradley. You know, we, we pull up to the hospital and within an hour and a half, like he's coming out, you know, he was in distress. Mm -hmm. You know, so whatever it is that they saw, you know, on their on their on their tests, on their exams, whatever it may be, you know, it was it was serious enough where they said, like, hey, he's he's got to come out. You know, so just hearing him mm -hmm. crying, hearing that, I guess that sign of life, you could say, um, yeah. was just one of the most emotional moments for us, you know, that, mm -hmm. that, that I could possibly imagine. Um, and then from there, you know, obviously it, it was the dad thing, like, Give me the scissors. I'm cutting this umbilical cord. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're doing this, you know. Um, so that was obviously a very, very special moment. But it's interesting because in that moment, like even though like they cleared him and everything was fine at that point, like I don't know. Like I looked at him and I just knew like there was something. There was something off, you know. There, mm -hmm. there, there was something there. Um, but again, like I'm not a doctor, and you know I'm being very emotional right now, and you know it is what it is. But like a parent's intuition, like is, is second to none, you know? Um, so, you know, they clear Bradley and, and we go into recovery and it's the three of us were there and it was like, it was amazing. You know, I'll, I'll never forget, like, you know, we hugged each other, we kiss each other and, mm -hmm. you know, we just had like this beautiful little baby boy, um, mm -hmm. you know, next to us and they were just getting him ready, like cleaning him up so that we could finally like hug him and carry him. And, you know, in that process is where, you know, um, he started experiencing more issues and, you know, uh, again, there wasn't really too much, I, I guess we really didn't understand, you know, what was going on. And this was all very new to us, you know, and, and the nurses at that point too, you know, they're like, this baby's cleared, you know, and then we start, you know, running into these kind of issues and whatnot. Um, and then that, you know, obviously just you take it, your emotions are taking complete 180 and, you know, you don't, you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. And, you know, they just literally took your baby from you, like bye. Yeah. they took him in a little box and, mm -hmm. you know, you gotta, you gotta follow him to wherever they're taking him. Um, 
and there's just so much unknown, you know, at that point, yes. there's just so many question marks that nobody can possibly answer, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just kind of, kind of have to just lean back on, on, on faith and, and just hope that, you know, the team that you have by your side, you know, you know, doctors, nurses, you know, staff, everybody um, is just trying to do the absolute best possible, you know? Um, so Jose, at that point, I, I want to make sure to ask, you know, because oftentimes when the baby is taken away, it's just the two of you, right? And you're in that room alone. And oftentimes the dad steps in to comfort mom while at the same time also being naturally worried about their son. And so what was it like for you to be alone with Vilma when Bradley was first taken away? Um, so when that happened, uh, I I didn't stay very long with Vilma, to be honest with you. Sure, yeah. They, 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 they started prepping. Um, my mom was there. It's funny because my our, – our, like, you know, like I said earlier, like our family is very, very close. We had – I want to say 20 some odd people in the, in the lobby of the, mm-hmm. of the delivery room uh, section in the hospital, um, popping bottles of Prosecco. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's about right. And, you, and, and, your, and, your birth needs to be a movie. I'm yeah. like, I can see this in my head. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when we were in that recovery, you know, before Bradley, you know, started, you know, started declining, um, we had family members coming in, you know, and yeah. they were seeing us. You know? yeah. So, I didn't feel that bad at that point, you know, that I was going to leave them completely alone because my mom was there, my dad was there, you know, or, you know, half of our entire family and you know, some of our friends were there. So, you know, uh, at that point, I was like, I, I'm not letting any stranger take my kid anywhere. You know, like yeah. I, at this point, like I need to know what's going on because I was told not much about, you know, why we had to deliver so quick. And then obviously, you know, so we cleared and now we're here. So what happened in that transition? So, yeah, it was it was really really difficult. Um, obviously, having to make that decision, but at the end of the day, just having family there, I mean, was yes. yeah. was huge, you know. So I am extremely yeah. grateful for them because that 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 made a lot of help for us. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure it gave Vilma incredible amounts of peace knowing that you were with Bradley. You know, if she was still recovering and couldn't be there, at least you could. And so there's right. also that assurance of, okay, my husband is with my son. He can update me versus a nurse. I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Hmm. So I, I think that's such an, I, a, a thing that a lot of dads and partners identify with, okay, mom's job is she just like had major surgery or whatever, or she's super sick or, you know, whatever has to happen. And dad partner's job is to chase after the baby and go to the NICU. So we hear it all the time that mom didn't see, wasn't with baby. Dad was with baby. And even though it's really heartbreaking for moms, it puts a lot of weight and responsibility on mm-hmm. dad to suddenly, you you just became a parent, <laughs> to mm-hmm. like step into a new world, see your baby in, in a way that you weren't anticipating. And also your partner's not there. And also like, how was she doing, right? <laughs> so how did you feel when you first saw him in the NICU in a really medical environment? Yeah, I mean, that, that just... I mean, the emotion at that point was just something unexplainable, you know, mm-hmm. um, seeing him there and, and not even seeing him, the fact that I'm seeing him and I can't touch him, I can't hold him, I can't, yeah. you know, I can't, I can't do anything for him except just stand there and, you know, just really hope and, and pray for the best, you know, um, 
So that I think is one of the most difficult parts, you know, being a, a, a NICU dad when you go into that situation is like, that's the first thing you want to do. Like, I want to, I want to carry my little man. Like, I want to pick this guy up and give him a kiss. And like, I can't do that. You know, I'm not allowed to do that. You know, there's, there's a level of like, you know, restriction that they put on you. Um, you know, so obviously I, I, I become the messenger between NICU and, 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 and mom. And then yeah. you know, obviously poor mom is, stressing out because she's trying to, to pump and, you know, give him all the nutrients as she can. But like, she just, you know, came off of heck of anesthesia and, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. surgery and like, you know, like her body went through a lot, you know, mm-hmm. um, not to mention you know, like, like what your hormones do to you and everything like, you know, so as much as you want her to rest and relax, like it's impossible, impossible. I think at that point for any of us to do that, you know, um, but from the dad's point of view, I think it's just, I think it's tough because you, you try to find that balance, you know, you want to be at both places at one time. Um, but ultimately like the, the, the baby has no voice at this point, you know, at least, at least Vilma and mom still have a voice and they could, you know, they could really, you know, defend themselves to a certain extent, you know, and, you know, but Bradley just doesn't, you know, he's, he's. He has no voice. And, you know, like you said earlier, we're his biggest advocates and mm-hmm. we got to move mountains. That's a, hey, we'll move mountains. You know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely, you know, it's, I know it sounds so cliche, but it's like such a roller coaster of emotions, you know, um, cause you, you get progress reports and then you get speed bumps and then you get progress reports and then speed bumps. And mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're just always wanting progress and progress and progress. Um, but it's just trying to manage, you know, through all that, I guess, where it becomes most difficult. Right. Yeah. yeah. So with, with Bradley's NICU stay, did you and Vilma find ways to really come together as a team, whether that was how you did CARES or how you did kangaroo care? I mean, how did you guys navigate the NICU together? Yeah. So it, it's, it's actually funny how things work out in, in the NICU. Um, Obviously, like, so Bradley now, even now, he has, you know, issues with feeding and, you know, he goes to all his therapies and whatnot. Um, but in the NICU, I was extremely successful in feeding him, you know. Uh, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I was the one to change the first diaper, um, you know, because once that, once that isolate, you know, got opened up for longer periods of time and, and, and touch time was something that wasn't restricted now, you know, we could really – pick him up and carry him and give him love whenever we wanted to. Um, that's something that, I mean, I look forward to, I guess, I guess you could say I look forward to it more than her just because eventually I had to go back to work and she got to stay there with him and, you know, right. got to enjoy it a little bit more. Um, but then it was interesting because even though I was there for less time during the day, he took more to feeding with me than he was with her. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I was, so I was very successful with that, you know, but then she was better with like the bath time, you know, things like that. Sure. So we would, we would kind of divide and conquer when it came to that. But funny stuff. It's like now Bradley won't eat with me. He thinks I'm just like, on playtime, you know, he thinks like, oh, like yeah. dad's here. It's party time. Like he just laughs. He'll, he'll just like, he'll put the food in his mouth. He'll smile. He'll just like, let it all drill out. Oh, he thinks it's the funniest Bradley. thing in the world. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so it's really interesting how, like, you know, he he makes us work together, you know, because yeah. if 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 it was any other way, like, you know, and we could we could each do everything, you know, the partnership wouldn't be as I guess holistic, you could say. So, you know, just yeah. 
he brings us together and he makes us work together. You yeah, know, yeah. frustrated we could be, you know, at, at, at the world or at work or at each other, you know, at the end of the day, like he, he is that, 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 that binding force that always like, all right, all right. Like I need you for this and I need you for this. All right. Don't be messing yeah. around guys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that, I mean, that grace brings us to another great question. And I think this is a little bit later on, but just talking about what it meant for your marriage, you know, because I think so many people have this idea of your marriage is like static throughout your your entire lives. And I don't think I realize, I'm sure Ashley agree that you you have to be become really comfortable with a vast amount of change in a, a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And so you spend years and years to years together. You know each other. You understand each other. You work as a team, as a family unit. You know, you got your doggos. Um, and then Bradley comes in and it's um, intense. It's traumatic. It's very different. So uh, what were, how, how did you find that you you could prioritize and and celebrate and focus on your marriage while all this was happening? You know, that's a great question. And I, and I, I still don't know like the exact answer on how we did it, but I guess, you know, like if we go back and look at everything, um, you know, I think communication, you know, between her and I, you know, just having that, that open line of, of like real communication, you know, being open with each other, you know, kind of where we're at, I think has really, really helped because like you said, yeah, it, it was very static. You know, the first I think we were together, married for seven together for nine before we had mm-hmm. Bradley, you know, so quite a bit of time. And, you know, we really like, we, we tried to enjoy life and, you know, like I said, we're, right. we're very easygoing people. And, you know, that, for example, that trip that we took before Bill was pregnant, like that was like spur of the moment. Last thing, like friends were like, Hey, we're going to New Orleans. I'm like, all right, we're going with you. Let's go. <laughs> um, you know, so we really tried to do that. And, and, and then now our life just completely a hundred percent revolves around Bradley. And to your point, um, being adaptable in every situation has, has really been what's helped us, you know, being able to try to look at the, at the positive side, like, all right, what does the future look like? Like there's, there's hope there, you know? So we always try to look at that too, you know? So I think really trying to be as, as open as we can with each other and always trying to look further into the future and, and, and trying to see that, that hope and positivity has really been huge, huge for that transition. Um, you know, and then aside from that, like, you know, we, we have like the happiest freaking baby in the world. Yes, you do. You know, <laughs> so it's like, it's like, you know, we, we had, um, we had an interview for the Children's Miracle Network, the foundation that we're working with. And, you know, they asked me a question, you know, kind, kind of similar to that, you know, and I, I told them and it's like, Bradley could have all the issues in the world. You know, you tell me that he could replace all his issues and be a miserable baby and a miserable kid who doesn't smile and is not happy. And I'll tell you, no, like I'll take my happy baby with whatever condition he has all day, every day, you know, just yep. because that's something that's, that's priceless, you know? So to be honest with you, you know, like I, I guess that would be like the the secret answer is like his happiness and his smile, like just makes it all worth it, you know, because yeah. maybe if we didn't go through any of this, you know, we wouldn't have that, that happiness coming through him. And he really does just impact people in such a different way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. people meet him and they're like, they're yeah. like, wow, like this kid. And I can't wait for you guys to meet him in person. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry so many times. He is like, oh, you know, God, I just want to hold him. Oh, yeah. so 
And, and the funny thing is, like he, like he knows, like he knows, smart, <laughs> you know, and he knows, and like you know, he, you know, but um, I guess, I guess you could say he just he makes it easy, you know, to get through a lot of this, um, and it helps us to be, you know, more adaptable and and you know, just yeah. more resilient to to everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah that's good. Oh, he really is such a special. I he there's just a magic about him. It's true. Yeah. He is just so special. And anytime that he gets to pop on at one of our girls' night outs, he puts on a show. And you're right, he knows it. And he gets all of us ooing and eyeing and laughing and falling yeah. in love. And he just eats it up. It's oh. the best. <laughs> He's got the biggest smile in the world. Mm-hmm. His giggle is fantastic. And definitely go over to Vilma's. Um, <laughs> Instagram and <laughs> check yes. it out. I'm sure we'll I'm post sure. pictures with this too, but this is so worth it. Uh, I I just think that's so incredible. And it's just like such a testament to the fact too, because people are always like, oh, how how's Bradley? How's the baby? Right. And you're like, well, the baby's fine. We're in messes, right? <laughs> yep. That's so true. Well, and you kind of touched on it a little bit in your last couple of sentences, Jose, but Bradley did come home with a couple of diagnoses. Some of them were kind of mysteries at the time, but he also came home with, was it a G-tube? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So not only did you become a NICU dad, but you also became a medically complex dad or a medically complex kiddo dad. And so what was that like from, for you as a father to, you know, have those labels, if you will, now on your son and how did you process and navigate that? You know, that was, that was another one of those, you know, I guess, uh, stepping stones that we have to take in, on, on, on that, on that roller coaster. But, um, you know, when I got the news, um, I, Bill had actually gotten it before me cause I was at, I was at work, you know, we, we didn't sure. have any diagnosis. We didn't know anything, you know, at that point, you know, it, everything was just transient and there was really no, no long-term effect, you know? Um, so I, I get to the hospital one day and, you know, my stepdad actually caught me outside and kind of broke the news to me, you know, before I was doing it, kind of, kind of prepped me for it. Um, just because obviously Bill was going through her own emotions and, you know, from, I guess you could say from a, from a guy's perspective, a man's perspective, you know, we want to try to be as, as strong as possible, you know, for, for our spouse and for our partner, you know, so, you know, he wanted to come out and prepare me so that I could, so I could try to get all the, you know, all the initial emotion out as, as best as possible. And and really just kind of prepare myself to go in and have the conversation with, with Vilma about like, you know, what does life look like going forward? You know, so we had obviously requested to speak with the doctor again and, you know, um, he let us know that, that that it would be a, you know, a, a just kind of a lifelong, um, what's the right word that I'm looking for here? Not, not a situation, but like, you know, his, his development, you know, will, will have question marks throughout his entire life, yeah. you know? Sure. So, um, you know, that, that's very uneasy, but, but again, like, Hey, listen, like you tell me whatever it is, you know, I, I don't care. Yeah. We're, we're going to make it happen, you yeah. know? So, um, the G tube was actually a, 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 a pretty interesting that you bring that up because we there was this joke at the NICU that you know whenever we say that we're going to go home like don't say that you're going to say that you're going to Disney like that's that's just like code word for you're going home you know don't jinx it um and Bradley you know once we got transferred to our to the children's hospital you know um he started progressing you know in the last few weeks tremendously and they basically told us like hey the only thing that's holding him back from going home is is feeding 
you know, he's just not feeding to the to the capacity that we need him to. Um, he was getting a lot of his nutrients, you know, through through IVs and pick lines. So at that point, you know, the one of the doctors suggested like, hey, listen, you know, the best thing for your baby is being home. You know, if the only thing that's holding you back is a is a small surgery that's going to help you provide him, you know, with enough nutrition um, and you can continue to work on his feeding, um, you know, that's an option that you have. So obviously it was like, that's a tough bill to swallow. You know, you want to go home with a feeding pump? Like, like that's, that's, that's tough, you know, but at the end of the day, do you really want to keep your son in the hospital any longer? Yeah. You know, so yeah. you need to tell me that we can put in this pump. I could get him all the nutrients that he needs and he could be home and sleep next to us. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that for us was just like, okay. You know, so we knew that it would be a challenge. We knew that like, obviously the, the moment we signed up for it, we knew that it was going to be, that, that it would not be easy. Um, mm-hmm. But again, if it meant getting our baby home, like, Hey, we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So um, then we got home and then it just became uh, a competition. It was basically <laughs> Bradley versus the pump, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we had, charts and all kinds of diaries and like we would track every single ounce to the to to the last drop um and we made a commitment we're like we're gonna get him off of this pump like like that's it like we're not we're not gonna be a hostage to this and you know um the kid's a warrior man he just fights hard and and he took it you know he took it and you know we we stayed firm on the plan and 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 uh, i think he was Home with a pump. I think we used the pump for less than two months, if I'm not mistaken. You yeah. know, where we finally got him to take enough by mouth um, yeah. to not have to use the pump. Sugars were under control, um, and then it was just a waiting game for the doctors to give us approval to take off the the, the feeding tube. Um, he had it in for quite some time, but we didn't use it for months and months um, before they finally, you know, gave us the approval to take it off. Um, and then slowly but surely, I think we came home with five different medications, six different medications, mm-hmm. you know, eventually got Bradley down to one. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, he just continued to fight, continued to fight and, you know, he keeps progressing. So, you know, as, as tough as it is to go through all this, like, I guess, you know, going back to what I said earlier, like he makes our progress, you know, easier because yeah. he continues to, you know, yeah. be that little champion. So yeah, you yes. see him thrive and it's like a celebration when he gets to the next level. Right. Um, I think it's, I think it's interesting too, for medically complex families is like, um, you know, the goalpost is always moving, right? So he's done this. Awesome. What's next? What's next? How can, how can we help him? How can he survive and thrive better? Right. And so I wonder you know, at what point have, have you had a chance or, you know, have, when did you start processing what happened, you know, from everything from the delivery, you know, Bradley being swept away and the, the NICU stay and the diagnoses and the ups and downs. Um, you know, when have you started processing that and, and how maybe is it different than how Vilma does? You know, that's an interesting question. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think when we were, I mean, obviously from day one, you know, I started trying to process the entire thing and, you know, just trying to, you start asking why, you know, that's really what it comes down to, you know, that, that whole process in your mind, it, it's, it's really just trying to determine the why, you know, and uh, from day one and even today, you know, we, we still ask why, 
you know, because yeah. at least in our case, there wasn't really any explanation. You know, mm-hmm. Vilma was full term, picture perfect pregnancy. Um, and there is just really no explanation as to why we ended up where we were. Um, you know, so I, 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 I don't know. That's, that's, that's really interesting. I, I think I'm still processing it, to be honest with you. You know, I don't yeah. ever stop processing it. You know, I think every time you get to a milestone or you don't get to a milestone, you know, um, you kind of go back and rethink the entire process. And, mm-hmm. you know, you go through the the self-blame process and then you go through the blaming everybody else process. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you go back to the the why. Okay, there has to be a reason why. And, you know, sometimes like, hey, like, you know, we're like we're a living being and you know something's just unexplainable like you know there's just something else that 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 we're just out of control of and you know you never i don't think you really ever accept that 100 percent. you know you try to you want to you know um but i think you always at least for me you know i think i i'll never finish processing it i think it's something that's always going to linger there you know even like i'll I'll give an example like you know Vilma and i always wanted to have more than one child you know so we're now two years, two years and a couple months, you know, after after Bradley um, was born. And, you know, we're still like today. Hey, we're like, all right, let's do it. You know, but then maybe, you know, something happens in a couple of weeks and we're like, oh, man, like, no, like we're probably going to you know, like this is something that, you know, we're probably not going to do for some time. And, you know, so I think different situations will will bring up different ways for you to process it. But I think it's something that becomes life lifelong you know yeah it's it's something that you don't really you try to start processing from the beginning um but i think your emotions just take the best of you at the very beginning you know Mm -hmm. a little more level-headed and you start seeing some progress and you know um you start seeing some more i guess light at the end of the tunnel you process it a little bit differently um but you never really you know complete that process and, and and never get to where you really want it's just always just that hope and you know try to keep hope and positivity with everything Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you make a good point of it's not about ignoring the, the the emotions and thoughts when they come, or it's not about denying the fact that this is still a process. Like it's about accepting and when those thoughts come, when those emotions come, really as a team processing those together, you know, instead of stuffing them or acting like, nope, I should be done with this by now, you know, yeah. just reiterating that healing is lifelong, both for NICU moms and NICU dads. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder too, um, I I feel like I hear this all the time and I know I've experienced it, but what are your thoughts about when one person is in a different place than the other, right? So I definitely have had days where I just can't, I'm struggling, I'm angrier or I'm more, I'm in a depressive state or something. And my husband is not in that. So it kind of feels like you're out of sync, you know, I feel like that happens so much with the grief and the trauma that you experience. And I wondered if you had any thoughts or advice on that. Um, you know, I, I'd love to say that it's, you know, perfect that we figure it out all the time, but you know, there's times where, yeah, we're on two completely opposite ends of the spectrum. And there's times where we're like on sync, like we're finishing each other's sentences when it comes right. to, you know, when it comes to something, um, you know, it's, and it's really interesting because I think sometimes, like, obviously the, the trauma kind of blurs the the way that you process things because, you know, you, you want the best for Bradley. And we know that at the end of the day, like, that's what we want. But, 
you know, it's interesting because sometimes, and, it, and it's just based off emotion, we could be saying the same thing, but our delivery is totally different and, mm-hmm. and we can't find that common ground, you know? So like, and it's something that we try to do all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't say that we are successful a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Um, but I think it's sometimes just trying to take a step back and just trying to understand where each other is at at that current moment, you know, cause like yeah. you said already certain things come up and like, you know, even like what I just said before, like, you know, there's one day where we want to have a kid, there's a second child and there's another right. day where like we don't, you know, mm-hmm. yep. so I think it's just trying to take a step back and realizing that every day is a new day and there's different things, you know, that are going to be triggers in our, you know, in our emotions and our thought process and, you know, just the way that we kind of carry ourselves on a day to day um, that are going to affect us, you know? Um, so I think it's really just trying to understand that being able to, I guess, really just, you know, uh, internalize like, Hey, like if this was my feeling, you know what I'm saying? Like, like where am I at? You know, and just trying to be that support system, not trying to be like, I guess just a genuine support system. Like, hey, like, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of how you're feeling, regardless of what you're going through right now, regardless of what it is, like, like I'm here. You know, I might agree with you. I might disagree. I might tell you that you're just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you even thinking about that right now? You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, just being able to take that step back and 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 trying to be not biased whatsoever, you know, to those emotions and those feelings, I think really helps a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we're, we're, we're not perfect when it comes to that, but I think really, you know, if I can give advice to anybody going through anything, you know, remotely close, I think that's something that really, really would help. And, and, you know, I think both parties taking a step back and just really, again, focusing like, Hey, we're both here for the same reason. We're, we're trying to get to the same finish line, right. you know, just yeah. how could we, how could we pass the baton a little bit smoother, you know, to get there together. So. Yeah, absolutely. You should write a book. Yeah. Jose. Well, Grandma's always going to write a book. But it's kind of like you, I can tell that you're like a, because you, you do like um, coach, do you coaching? Do you do coaching well, stuff? Well, I, so I manage uh, nine different uh, health clubs to help me. And before that, I used to sell flowers, you know, I used to buy Nuh-uh. them. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, and I wonder, you kind of mentioned advice in your last sentence, but what encouragement or advice would you offer to other NICU dads currently in the NICU? Currently in the NICU. Um, So I think awareness is so big. You know, I think sometimes, you know, we're, we're very vulnerable in that situation, right? You know, and especially for like first time parents, you know, going through this first time NICU parents, you know, especially, um, you know, you, a lot of times just want to trust, you know, the, the experts, you know, you have doctors and nurses and, you know, at the end of the day, like I, I, I didn't go to school for medicine, you know, I don't know, you know, what medication to give or what I'm looking for. Like, you know, you give me all these test results, like, I don't know what I'm looking at, you know? So you put a lot of trust, you know, in, in, in doctors, nurses and staff, you know, but I think at the end of the day, like we're here, like we keep saying, like to advocate for our kids and there's nothing better than a parent's awareness and a parent's presence, you know, Mm. when it comes to the, to a, to a newborn baby, um, you know, so there's no substitute, right? No, no, it just doesn't, it does not exist, you know, and I think, trying to be there as much as possible, you know, and I know for a lot of us dads, like, you know, we get pulled out to work eventually, you know, yeah. moms have, uh, have maternity, but a lot of us dads, you know, we'll take a couple of weeks and, and that's about all that we have. 
you know, um, so at least for me, you know, just trying to get back and, you know, just trying to be there for enough time where he could hear my voice and, and, and sense me and, you know, get to know me as best as possible, obviously, you know, through, through the circumstances. Um, I think it's really big because I think, you know, a lot of that made a big difference, you know, and especially in my relationship with him now, like, you know, mm -hmm. I always was the joking guy in the NICU. <laughs> I, I, I always wanted to, you know, bring him laughter and happiness and positivity and, you know, like, I, I see the product of it now and I see how happy he is. And I'm like, man, like, I'm so glad that, you know, and listen, it just could be him naturally, but, you know, I, I, I feel somewhat responsible for that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I think it's a good feeling to know. So I think just being there and trying to be that positive light for your baby, um, and, and, and really just trying to be as aware as possible, you know, like nurses and doctors are human too, you know, they're, yeah. they're not a hundred percent perfect, you know, are they, are they going to neglect on purpose? No, 100%. You know, I, I don't believe that, you know, but I, I think that nobody's going to be a better, you know, a, a better caretaker um, and, and really on top of, of what that child needs than, than a parent, you know. So mm -hmm. I, I can tell you that there was, a you know, even after we went to our amazing children's hospital, like there was times where we were like, Hey, like, you know, it's, it's time for this medicine, you know, or like, Hey, like, you know, we have to do glucose check, you know, like things like that. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, I, I think just that awareness and advocacy is, is, is huge when it comes to, you know, a dad. And I think, you know, mom being able to see that you're there um, and you're taking some of that, you know, responsibility of, you know, mm -hmm. wanting to know and, and, and her not having to have that internal calendar of, all right, here's touch time, here's med time, here's bottle time, here's this time, you know, um, you know, kind of complimenting and supporting in all those tasks is, is huge because so many things come up, you know, it feels like, you know, you can't get to touch time quick enough, but then so many things happen in between that it's like, it's there. And then like, okay, boom, now we got to do this. And <laughs> you know, oh, did they give him the medicine? And oh, did we have to get, you know, blood work again? And it's just um, teamwork really does make the dream work, you know, but I think, you know, that, that awareness and advocacy is, advocacy is going to be huge for Papa's. Well, um, and what I hear you saying throughout that is that NICU dads have a voice in the NICU too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like NICU dads are also advocates for their babies. And so to the NICU dads listening, would Jose's advice right there just affirm you that you are also a vital and very important part in your child's stay and your voice and your and your advocacy has a place and matters. And so, right. Jose, I felt like you really reiterated that right there. And so thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's such a such an essential, central part. And, you know, definitely just speak up, speak for your child, speak for your family uh, and, and just be present. You know, I think that's, that's the biggest thing that, that your child needs. Mm -hmm. This is great. Yeah. That's so great. Martha, do you have any other? I no. Like the conversation I was, was great. It has like the most beautiful arc to it. I was yes. just like, this is so like the perfect, like, Jose episode, right? Like you can just like frame it up. I don't even think there's anything major you have to cut out. Like there's nothing stupid I said or anything, Ashley. No. This time around. <laughs> no, I thought it was great. I'm I'm really honored to to be here with you ladies. Um, you know, I, I, I know that 
So it means a lot to me what you all do for my wife, you know, and, and her healing process and, you know, just being able to be a part of it and, you know, being able to, you know, just give my support in any, any which way, um, you know, I truly feel honored and just was really excited to get the invitation. So thank you, ladies. Mm -hmm. You make my heart sing. I, we, I was texting your wife during this podcast recording saying how cute you are. So yeah, like, we were like, he's so literally the sweetest. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jose, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for sharing your wife with us. Um, yes. We love her dearly. Yes. She is such a dear friend, dear sister, and just a vital part of our team. And so thank you for sharing her with us and really for giving us a front row seat of what the NICU journey was like and what life after NICU is like for you as a dad. And we just want to commend you, Jose, for being a present parent a present parent who from the very beginning stepped in, advocated, fought hard. And so we just want to say that we recognize that and are just really proud of you for that. So thank you for being a remarkable dad to Bradley. I'm crying, but I'm going to stop now. Um, <laughs> but truly, you guys are a great team. It's an honor to see how you care for Bradley. And really, it really is an honor. So you guys are great. <laughs> and to the NICU mamas and potential NICU dads listening, um, we want to say happy Father's Day. If you're a NICU mom and um, you and your partner are navigating the NICU now or navigating and processing the NICU after, we just want to say that you can do this. You may heal at different paces. You may heal at different speeds, but you can and you will do this. And if you're a NICU dad listening, we just want to remind you what Jose said is that you have a place and you have a vital part in your child's in your child's advocacy. And just so know that your role is honored and recognized as well. So thanks for tuning in with us. We love doing this with you. We can't wait to talk next week. Have a wonderful night and we'll catch you guys soon. If you love this podcast and would like to hear more amazing stories, please consider becoming a member of the Dear NICU Mama Patreon page. In addition to special merchandise and early access to content, Patreon members support the mission, programs, and services of Dear NICU Mama. You can find the link on the description of this episode. As always, if you'd like to hear more from Dear NICU Mama, click subscribe. Welcome to the sisterhood.